What's up, Browns fans? Welcome to the Dogs Podcast. Let's kick this thing off. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, welcome back to another live episode of the Dogs Podcast. I want to say hello to everyone watching live on Facebook and the AG app right, AGA app right now. A uh, reminder to everyone to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, the AGA app on your smart TVs. Also, do us a huge favor and head on over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel. Uh, we're getting a little bit closer to that 100 subscriber mark. Uh, well, after a nail-biter in Jacksonville, uh, you know, Cleveland Browns 8-3, and three, still in the playoff hunt on December 2nd. Kind of crazy to say out loud. Uh, this is unprecedented territory for the Browns. Um, we secured our first non-losing season for the first time since 2007. So, Josh, you can finally uh, move on from that 2007 season. <laughs> it's and, been plaguing uh, me for a while. Start looking on to, you know, better things. Hey, are we going to address the fact real quick that you're not sitting in the studio with us? Anyway, yeah, that was left out there in the intro, buddy. Yeah, well, I, you know, I know you were trying to play it sneaky and cool and everything. Like nobody would notice you're on a screen, you know, instead of. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, Thanksgiving vacation. I might not have taken the uh, the don't travel thing too serious and was in pl- close proximity to somebody who tested positive for COVID. So well, that's what trying to do with- this, the safe right thing here, you know, by staying right. at home, mm-hmm. didn't come into the studio today. Well, and it so was what, what it was 10, at home. 10 Oh two at night. Right. Whenever you, yeah, yeah. you gotta, Caught it. gotta, yeah. gotta <laughs> get in there before 10, man. Come on. <laughs> I was running down the street, like looking over my shoulder. I could see it chasing me and I, I got right to the front porch and it jumped on me before I got in at like 10 Oh one. Yep, uh, yep, but, that's what happens. So, yeah, so I am at home. Uh, so if you hear the dog bark, you know, please forgive me. Uh, but that's 2024, yeah, I guess. Right. Uh, so let's move into this a little bit. You know, we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, let's cover some of the injuries or some of the COVID list. You know, I'm not the only one with possible COVID. Uh, so we are getting Miles Garrett back this week, which is huge, especially for this game. Uh Obviously, we're playing against Derrick Henry and the Titans, so we're going to need Miles Garrett. Um, Ronnie Harrison got put on IR. I don't know if you guys saw this with that shoulder injury. Yep. So our already decimated secondary is, you know, even further decimated. Denzel Ward still out. I did see that we activated Andy Janovich, uh, but I couldn't find anything on Taki Taki. So I think he's still out unless you guys saw something different. I think he's got another week, man. They uh they definitely activated Miles Garrett this morning though. I got a text on my phone about that, so that's that's good. But nothing about Taki Taki yet. If it's anything like Miles Garrett, probably looking at still another game. Jeez. And so rough game for us to be short in the secondary and at the linebacker position. Um, we're going to get into our Titans preview, but the defense didn't look great against Jacksonville, and it turns out the Titans have a little bit better offense than Jackson uh, Jacksonville. Good. No, I was just going to say, you know, <laughs> Jacksonville's offense may not be great, but their running back sure made us look pretty putrid out there. And I mean, just watching James Robinson run on us, I'm like, <laughs> next yeah. week, I just kept picturing, you know, about another foot and a half and <laughs> like 100 pounds on yeah, top of him. And right. Way, yeah, <laughs> right. way more intense. Same speed, yeah. same, you know, athletic ability, but just a lot bigger. Well, right. We've been, I mean, I don't know if we're facing really, really good running backs or if our defense is just not that great against the run. Because, I mean, well, Josh Jacobs, 
Josh Jacobs has been, you know, a solid back right. for two years now. I mean, he's had a We're couple good. interesting games. Well, uh, I saved the defense for the second part of this Jacksonville preview just because we haven't been able to focus on offense much the last month because of weather. But I have some some stats about our run defense that, you know, strike the fear of God into me a little bit as we go on to play Derrick Henry and the Titans. All right. Well, uh, we won't deviate from your <laughs> schedule here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I put a lot of time into this outline today. <laughs> right. You know, um, but, you know, this is the first time in what, three weeks, it's four ga- uh, three, four weeks that we've played in, you know, good weather. It's not been hurricane conditions. It, it's been a month because we had the bye week in there. So it was yep. bad weather, bye week, yep. bad weather, bad weather. Yep. Now finally a good game. So it's been over a month since we played a good weather game. That's crazy. Yeah. So we were looking forward to this game, a, a chance to finally grade the offense, uh, see, you know, how Baker would do, how the whole offensive unit would do in some good weather. Uh, so I kind of wanted to go. I wanted to break a let's grade each position group, and then we'll give the offense an overall grade. Uh, so the first group I have up here is the running backs. Uh, Nick Chubb, 19 carries, 144 yards, and a touchdown. Kind of a quiet game for Kareem Hunt. Uh, only 10 carries, uh, 62 yards. Wasn't involved in the pass game. Nick Chubb had three catches. Uh, Nick Chubb was actually our second leading receiver with those three catches. Um I don't think this is any problem with Kareem Hunt. I think Nick Chubb was just kind of on fire, and he had the hot hand, and so we kind of rolled with that. I mean, Kareem Hunt still averaged 6.2 yards per carry. There he is. (laughs) Hey, there he is. Old Mo. Um, (laughs) Mo money. (laughs) uh, Hey, don't forget uh, Baker's four carries for one yard. He left them out there. Yeah. (laughs) So. um, (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's go uh i'm gonna start off with the grades i'm gonna give the running backs obviously i gotta give them an a you know nick chubb stud 144 yards a touchdown he looked unstoppable again and even though cream hunt only had 62 yards he averaged 6.2 yards per carry yeah but so those, when he did get the ball he was still doing a nice job yeah those 62 yeah. yards put us at again over 200 yards between the two guys again like right so impressive come on it's guys seriously, this, is, this is ridiculous in a good way yeah i it's crazy to think that, you know, usually when you think Cleveland, you think of what we're doing wrong, what we're not good at, where we have weaknesses. And we're talking about, you know, by far the best running back duo in the league. Maybe, I mean, I can't think of a lot of all-time ones that are yeah, that, I mean, that dangerous. Where, yeah, it's and it's crazy that, you know, we've seen this, you know, almost every week, you know, with an exception here or there, and we yeah. didn't have Chubb for a while. Um when these two guys are together this year, I mean, this is the norm. And yep. you, and it's kind of surprising. I mean, we're 11 weeks in. You know, first couple weeks, teams kind of figuring it out. Really, we've only faced a couple teams that have figured it out. Um, so, you know, Stefanski, you know, a lot of credit to him and, the, and his offensive game plan and getting it to work week in and week out when it comes to the run game. So I didn't hear any grades. Yeah, so I'm going A as well. I'm going A as well. I I don't know if you can't. I mean, I'm giving an A to James Robinson, too, for his performance on Sunday. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, so they get an A as well. Uh, All right. I can't can't disagree with anything you guys said. I think easily the best running back duo in the league – and it sets up everything we do for our whole offense. It sets up the passing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sets up the play action game. I was watching some uh, some 
highlights and stuff from the game. When we run play action, it looks so much like a run play. And the linebackers, everybody sucks up so hard just because of how dominant those two running backs are. That's the, that's the only reason Baker's able to boot and have and have nobody within 10 yards of him almost every single time he throws the ball. Those, those do look good. I mean, you're right. They, they come crashing down. I mean, every time they do it, I mean, Baker's just wide open running out, you know, to the left. To the like, left every yeah. time. To the yeah. left every time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, at some point somebody's going to figure it, that out. Scheme it right. <laughs> Until then. I, I'd love to see what that looks like going right, you know, just for – I'd be mind blown. Right. I might fall off the couch. No, they, keep, <laughs> they keep trying to get him to do, do like the Patrick Mahomes, like turn your body in midair side. Yes. Right throw. Yes. I'm like, he can kind of get about three quarters of the way almost there. Yeah. <laughs> but no. So uh, I think we gave everybody an A there. So moving to the wide receivers and the tight ends. Uh, Jarvis Landry had a monster game for him. We just talked to the last episode about how, you know, he's kind of had a rough year, might be a little bit more banged up than, you know, he's willing to come out and say he doesn't want to use it as an excuse. But he had eight catches, 143 yards, and a touchdown, by far his best game of the season. Uh, Kadero Hodge, three catches, 31 yards. Rashard Higgins, only one catch for 15 yards. It was a big catch. I remember uh, I think we end up going for it on fourth down after that catch because it was only fourth and one or something. Still would like to see him get more involved. I don't understand why he's not more part of the game plan last year or this year. Um, Austin Hooper, two catches, 13 yards and a touchdown. And I thought one of the key things here, seven different receivers caught at least one pass. So Baker doing a good job spreading the ball around. Yeah, and, you know, kind of talking about Hodge, I was, you know, in earlier episodes of our podcast kind of like saying – you know, where's Donovan Peoples-Jones? But Hodge, the last two weeks, you know, he's making big catches in big situations. Um, and it's good to see because, you know, when he first came to Cleveland, he was just like a special teamer. Yep. Um, that's what he kind of, you know, got his roster spot. And, you know, he's, you know, developing more and more each week and being a focal point in our offense in big situations. Yeah, and real quick, you know, you're talking about Hollywood. That could have been, what, two catches for 25 yards and a touchdown? Should have been. Absolutely. Absolutely should have been. To touch on that, too, I've talked to a bunch of people lately about, hey, there's got to be something going on. Like, either he's at practice just like. He's Johnny Manziel. Yeah, there's got to be something going on because this guy, not only does he just show up at, like, the most opportune times, whenever we need a big play, I feel like he's the guy. And then, but he just disappears for two, three games every year. Like, uh, there's just spurts where. He disappears. Yeah, the game where Odell got hurt, he came out and had a huge, huge game. Huge game, yeah, yeah. You'd think if if it was his attitude and his work ethic, he wouldn't have signed to come back. I completely agree with you. He would have taken that show elsewhere, see if he could get away with it. And he's he talented. Signed a, a small extension yeah. to stay in Cleveland, and it's I don't understand how he, how he doesn't get more run. I and we're not the only ones saying this. I see a ton of people saying absolutely, this. yeah. By the but way, with I, the, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Like I was gonna say. For the rec- I'm going to give the receivers an A, not only for Jarvis's big game, seven different receivers catching a pass. Also, I'm going to give them an A based on the fact that how much they block. You don't have two successful running backs in the run game that the Browns do if your receivers aren't willing to come out and block. And so, again, another 200-yard rushing performance. That's not just the offensive line. We're blocking on the outside 10, 15 yards downfield. They let Nick Chubb turn those five-yard runs into 10, 15, 20-yard yep. runs. Uh, just for with Jarvis, 
So my cousins went to the game down in Florida, and they said, completely a podcast jinx. They said, hey, he's listening. He's, <laughs> he's definitely listening. He went off, I, which is surprising because <laughs> – I am a big advocate for Landry. Yeah, and he's been disappointing. <laughs> he's been he's Ho-hum. been very every game that I've sat in the awful weather, uh, I've seen like two or three balls bounce off his hands and just be yeah. like, and then I gotta read my phone and it'll be Blake just with an opportune comment. And I can't <laughs> right. even defend myself because you know I've set myself up for this. But um, yeah, that, that's a huge game of all the people. I wouldn't have expected. Yeah, he's got the potential to do it. I just wouldn't. Right. Not this year. Yeah, so, it, you know, it was nice to see Jarvis get going again. Um, and just another guy to touch on. What about Harrison Bryant? Ugh. What are we going to do What are we gonna do with this guy? We were so big on him, and he's done a lot of things well. But, yeah. man. He's a rookie, you know. Yeah. He's got, I, he's got to hold on to that ball. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If there was a, he, if there was a bad spot on offense, it was – it was Bryant. Yeah, I, I will say, I mean, as a rookie tight end, he's impressing the crap out of me. I mean, you don't see rookie tight ends typically perform like he has been, especially when he's not slotted to be the number one guy on the in that spot. You know it's Hooper. Right. So he's really just filling that second tight end role, and he's doing a really good job at it for the most part. And that's with Njoku on the roster. Yeah, yeah which shout out, Your Blake. boy, Blake. Yeah, your yeah. boy, Chief. Yeah. That's another reason we give these wide receivers tight ends a uh, A plus grade. Uh, your boy, you know, you know. I just saw I was on Twitter last night late. You know, I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw some things about David Joku, and I was just like, you know what? For a guy who there's been a lot of talk about how he's the third tight end, we should have traded him. We should have got rid of him. I just feel like he's kind of handled it with a lot of class. So I just sent him a message. I said, you know, as a Browns fan, I appreciate him not being a distraction. You know, when the team's eight and three, he could be, and he's not. And he actually messaged me back, which I thought was pretty cool. That's that's real cool. Yeah. (laughs) I'd have hit him back and been like, hey, by the way, I got a football on the way to your house. Just autograph that thing up. Uh, Also, a jersey. It won't be in the Joku jersey, obviously. (laughs) You know, I'm sending it your way. Yeah, no, you'd be like, hey, I got an Austin Hooper jersey. You mind signing that for me before you go? Uh, so, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I Very woke up cool. this morning, had a message from David Joku, so I was like, "Hey, I like this guy even more." And even if I think you know he's the third best tight end on our team, you know, it still seems like a solid dude. So, yep. shout out to David Joku. Hey, do me one big favor and stop smashing your pen in front of the microphone. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize I was doing that. My bad. Oh boy, Blake. See, this is what hey, happens oh, when, you're in, yeah, when you're not in. Yeah, when you're not inside the. <laughs> yeah. Inside the room, yeah, hey, inside the room. I wouldn't this. have the printout. I wouldn't have a pen because I'd just be at the studio. I'd have it pulled up on my screen. Uh, so, again, <laughs> that dang COVID. Right. Just messing with our show again. Yeah. Um, so, what do you guys give? You guys give A's, B's? What do you say here? I mean, I want to go A, but I'm going to go B just because yeah. it was so heavily, you know, Jarvis had the great game. Um, I'm going to go B with it because with, I, st- I see that there's room to improve. So I'm going to go B. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm cool with a B. I'll give Jarvis Landry an A. Yeah. I, I, I mean, La- Landry, everybody else is wrecking the curve, plus. though, right? Brian? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give him an A, but uh, I, like you said, big-time blocking. I think that's a lot with the tight ends, too. You know, that's a lot of the, the grunt work and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. So what about you, Josh? You going B or A? No, I can't, I can't do an A either just because there was really only one guy dominating, but <sighs> – I mean, I, then again, like, if you were the Seahawks, would you give their receiving core an A just because Metcalf went off? Right. 
Right. Well, I, mean, I also didn't get a message from anybody. You don't need everybody else. Right. So. True. Your That's quarterback true. completes 19 passes. One guy has eight of them. There's not there's not many more balls to go around. Right. This is true. Uh, Very true. So we'll move on to the offensive line. Uh, gave up two sacks for six yards. Team rushed for 207 yards. I uh, put a special note in here. Jedrick Wills Jr. has a 1.9% pressure rate over the last five weeks. That puts him first among all rookie offensive tackles and fourth in the NFL among all tackles. So, you know, early season, he was being graded kind of low by pro football focus. And as we've seen the, the, the season gone on, he's really improved. And I think the best thing you can say about Jedrick Wills is at least in the last month or so, you don't notice him. So it means he's not getting beat. He's kind of he hasn't been getting those silly penalties like he was early in the year. He seems like he's really starting to come into his own. And overall, I thought the offensive line played great again. Love having Teller back. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. and it's crazy how much one guy makes a difference. Yep. You yeah. know, from when he was not in the lineup, um, out those multiple weeks, and plugging him right back in. And it looks like the first, you know, couple games of the year er, year again with our offensive line. Um, so, I'm, you know, grade for me, I'm going A for the offensive line. When you run for 200 yards and the other team knows that you're going to run, yeah. um, you know, I thought they did a great job. I thought that I'm Wells – go ahead. Go ahead, Blake. I was just going to say I'm going A too. Like he's, another game, 200 yards rushing, it's like we're Ohio State. Like, <laughs> you know, you don't see NFL teams coming out here – and rushing for 200 or 250 yards every single game, um, especially our passing game leaves a little bit to be desired. So, like you said, teams are just crowding the line, giving us the Adrian Peterson treatment. We're still rushing for 200 yards. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you have to give an A. I think that stat for Wills is crazy. That's I Like I was reading it, and I'm like, man, first among the rookies. I'm like, that's pretty – and then fourth overall in the NFL, that's super impressive. Because there's some really, really good offensive linemen out there. Yeah, I didn't Especially look up where Conklin is, but our right tackle is a Pro Bowl right tackle. Right. Wills is, I'm pretty sure, ahead of him. So yep. he's playing really, really well the last five games. Absolutely. And he's only going to get better. That's the scary thing. I mean, that he transitioned to left tackle this year. This yeah. is the first time he's played that position. I mean, I don't know what he was doing yeah, in he's high a, school, but he's been a right tackle you know, for Alabama his whole career up until you yeah, know, this year. 11 games into his career and we're talking about these kind of stats for him so yep. you know and the, the fact that he wasn't even the first tackle taken off the board no. we got him at, at, at 10, 10. The, yep. at 10 so yep. great draft pick by us yep joe thomas loved him yep right yes, he did yep. yep absolutely so what about you josh you giving him an a oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh you guys made some good arguments for that one all right, so that'll, that's going to move us into quarterback. I feel like this is going to be the more hotly debated one. Um, so Baker Mayfield, you know, by all statistical purposes, had a solid game, 19-29, 258 yards, and two touchdowns, zero interceptions, fourth game in a row, uh, no picks, no turnovers. Stats-wise, great game, but then, you know, missed those big throws in big spots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I literally, I, I will like fall on the sword for Baker Mayfield right. all the time. Yeah. Just, and, and it's basically just because, you know, like loyal to the soil, you know, he's our quarterback. I, and if for your argument, Blake, 
the end zone, the miss, man, that, so that is so bad. Yeah. So bad. Um, the third down to Kareem Hunt, really bad. Really bad. And then there was an overthrow. I want to say it was even on the same drive as the end zone miss. He missed Jarvis really bad. It was like, so, yeah. He threw it right over his head. Other than that, and then there's some times when I'm watching him and he's making these dangerous throws and he's completing it. And I'm like, gunslinger style. But I'm like, I don't understand how... Makes the difficult ones. Yes. Misses it blatantly but, easy. But now in his argument, I mean, I'm 34 years old. This is the best quarterback play I've ever seen from the Browns. And all I see is how crappy Baker Mayfield is. And it really like kind of just gets under my skin real bad. Yeah, I mean, he was so crappy that he had the third highest, you know, rated quarterback yeah. in the NFL this I was gonna, I was going to read the, all so, the quarterbacks off and go ahead. Yeah, yeah you know so, I mean? I mean, it, you know, obviously the mistakes glare when, it, I mean, and they really are noticeable when Baker misses a target or it's a bad pass. But then you kind of forget about the, you know, some of the passes he does make. He does make the difficult ones way more often than he makes an easy pass. So if he turns those, I mean, easier completions in, I mean, what are we talking about today? You know, is Blake Blake on the he's the guy, you know, after beating Jacksonville train? Uh, So So, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go A because he did miss those. Yeah, no, absolutely Um, I'm going B grade on Baker in this performance. No, my grade for Baker in this game is a B, but – you know, like I, I was watching some some ESPN. They were actually talking about the Browns. Uh, Dan Orlovsky said something that I thought was, you know, important. He said, Baker's either going to get rid of these bad throws or they're going to come back to haunt the Browns in a game that we don't want them to affect us in. It's going to be a playoff game, a game, you know, to get into the playoffs, and he's going to miss those easy throws and it's going to cost us a game. So he needs to get rid of those. Because those are terrible, terrible yep. misses. And I kind of compare Baker to Jimmy G a lot in San Francisco. And the San Francisco 49ers got to a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. And they needed him to make one throw in that Super Bowl. And he overthrew the guy and they lost. And I don't want that to be the Browns. Is it because we're Browns fans that we're just so desperate for that position to be successful? Like, I know we don't have John Elway. I know we w- I know that we took him number one overall, and obviously there's no John Elway in this draft. In that draft, there's really there's no there was there was well Josh. Are you saying Josh Allen or who are you saying Lamar Jackson? Who <laughs> who are we who are we talking about? Sam I mean, Darnold. I would it's take Darnold. Josh Allen over him. Okay. Well, here's the thing. So even then, we could have had him. We didn't. Are we that desperate as Browns fans for that position to be successful that no matter what this guy does, we always are going to want to rebuild unless we have, I mean, he's the best thing since Bernie Kosar and it's not even close. Like, Oh, for sure. It's not even close. Well, and what we've been talking, we opened the show talking eight and three, right? Eight and three. And the thing is, so Baker, you know, and I've heard some of the analysts and people say like, Oh, he doesn't have the big, the big yardage games. You know, he's not going out there and having a 300, 350 yard game. You got two guys rushing for over 200 yards on the ground. Baker's like, dude, don't turn the ball over. And he's he's doing that four four games in a row without a turnover. Don't turn the ball over. That's all you have to do. And, you know, I, and going into this year, I think that was all four of us, uh, you know, big thing for Baker that he really had to improve on was the interceptions had to go. I mean, you can't throw and, you know, and he's done that, you know, and credit the system, you know, 
the passing plays that you we know we're not making him, you know, putting the game plan all on him like it was kind of last year where we weren't using Nick Chubb and we didn't use a Kareem Hunt as much as we are this year. Uh, Baker Mayfield right now is the second longest streak in the NFL of uh, pass attempts without an interception just behind Deshaun Watson. He's at 123 passes without throwing a pick. I mean, he wasn't going 10 passes without throwing a pick yeah. last year. <laughs> so, you know, he's making improvements there. Um, obviously, we want the completion percentage to go up. Passing yards, I don't think that you – he's not going to throw for 4,000 yards in a season, not when no. you got two guys that might rush for 1,000. I um, agree, but I'd like to see him hit 3,000, and I don't know if he's going to hit 3,000. So he I, if, if he doesn't hit three thousand, if he doesn't hit three thousand, and we're twelve and four, I don't care. Yeah. So he's really so he's on he's projected right now to throw uh, ten picks on the year, and that's you know out for the rest of the season. We play Baltimore and Pittsburgh yeah. twice, and they got I think three of his interceptions so far in the year, and we got to play them again. Um, and then passing yards, I'm trying to I'm going to go back here. They had all of his stuff kind of projected out. He's on pace to throw for. 25 touchdowns on the year, which would be his second highest season um, behind his rookie campaign. Um, but it'd be a 5.8 touchdown percentage per pass attempt, you know, in a game. So not bad. That matches his rookie year. Completion percentage, better than last year, but not great. 61.2 is what he's at now. That's what we, you know, stats are saying he's going to be at. Passing yards, they have him projected to hit 3,066. So like right right on your number. Throwing that would be throwing above his average per game right now to get to that. He's only averaging 198 per game. No, you gave him credit. It's actually only 191. <laughs> you gave him yeah. seven extra yards. Uh so and obviously I, and and I think that it comes it's in the system. A lot of his numbers compare to Kirk Cousins' numbers except for the completion percentage. Kirk Cousins with uh Stefanski was completing sixty nine percent of his passes. So that's where that drop off is, you know, numbers wise, touchdown yards, they're similar, you know, because Kirk Cousins really blew up at the end of the year last year. I mean, that's where he threw for thirty five hundred at least. Yeah, okay. That's and like I said, he blew up at the end of the year. We had three games where there was you couldn't throw a piece of paper. Right, from me to Josh without it blowing right into the lake. That and and the, and the Vikings weren't and some games rushing for three hundred yards in a game where Baker's right. throwing the ball sixteen times. Uh, you know, so it's it's a little bit of give and take. Like I kind of said to you guys on Sunday, I said if Baker Mayfield's your quarterback, how many teams out there have an elite line, really good wide receivers, yep. gr- uh, you know, great running backs, and can afford the great quarterback? I mean, there's not many teams in the NFL that, you know, you can check off all those boxes on your offensive side. Right. You're giving up something. It's, the you Chiefs. got, yeah, it's, you got, seriously, the Chiefs. They only paid their quarterback half a billion dollars. Yeah. The, it, decent it, line, <laughs> decent receivers, the best tight end in football. No running back. No running back. That's they're, the thing. The Chiefs. They're not, they don't have, they don't have a great running back. No, don't, they, don't, don't give say, me, yeah, don't give me, not an elite running don't back. Don't give like. me Laird. Don't give me Le'Veon Bell because they're not producing. Yeah. Trust me. I played him in fantasy this week. <laughs> he didn't produce. <laughs> they but haven't they produced don't need all to. year either. No, but they don't need to. So th- there's that argument. Right. Okay. So you can get the great quarterback. Now you don't need a Nick Chubb or a Kareem. You don't need Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt because you got Patrick Mahomes. So you don't need that running back because you're going to throw the ball. 40 times a game and throw for 470 yards or something he threw for this week. And he's got Tyreek Hill. I mean, 
And it's so that's where you got to kind of give and take because really are the wide receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs that great? Or do they have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and really fast guys? And Patrick really Mahomes. And Patrick and Patrick Mahomes is, you know, on his way to GOAT status. Oh yeah. You know Absolutely. Yeah. No, so so here's my thing. I think Baker has improved. I think, you know, I gave him a B for this game. You know, he he made some big throws and then he had some terrible throws. But I'm not a huge stats guy. Just because just like in the the terrible weather games when Baker threw for a hundred yards, I didn't look at those stats. When he has a game like this, I don't I look at what the game tape tells me and I see him still being panicked in the pocket. I see him still not being able to handle the pressure. I still him see him being one read, and if that first read's not open, he starts to panic. That's the stuff I need to see get go. I don't care if his stats are better. I don't I don't care about that stuff. I want to see improvement on the field. And it's maybe a little bit better, but I also think it seems a little bit better because our coach has done a masterful job of getting the most out of him. And if this is the most out of Baker, that tells me he has a very low ceiling, a much lower ceiling than we thought he had coming into this season. And again, I, we, you know, we're eight and three. I'm super happy. He played a pretty solid game, but on that third down throw late in the game to Kareem Hunt, if we're not playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, we probably lose that game. And, and we can't afford that. We're trying to make the playoffs. This team is too good to miss those kinds of throws that cost you games and miss and miss the playoffs because of those kinds of things. Yep, I agree. And I'm I'm gonna go with Justin too. I got I got to back Baker because yeah. I <clears throat> I really do believe that the Freddie Kitchens fiasco from last year damaged him more than we might realize. I think I mean you you said it, Blake, about the happy feet. He still got it where he's. There's no pressure. And all of a sudden, he's dancing around like he's about to get oh, sacked. It's like, dude, what are you doing? And, and I think he's still having those flashbacks of, I got to get rid of the ball. I got to get rid of it. I'm going to get hit. And it's not like that anymore. But I think he was hit we so can't. many times last year that it's just so ingrained. He doesn't, it, climb, we, he doesn't climb the pocket either. Like, it's no, the immediate He roll. did on one throw. Did he? I did see okay. one throw because the announcers even said, look at him step in the pocket in this. Uh, and, I'm yeah. like, and I'm like, did he really? And then yeah. I watched the replay. I'm like, oh, no, he okay. did. He, he stepped yeah. up and made a and throw. I, and I don't. We can't keep blaming Freddie. It's been eleven games. Yeah, yeah. I, I, dude, it's going to take a season, there. though. It's going to yeah. take a season. And and I, I I was talking to a friend last night. The the Texans awful offensive line, terrible head coach, terrible organization. And we talk about Deshaun Watson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yep. We don't see. We're not making. You know. So is Baker had to deal with it for one year. Deshaun Watson's had to deal with it for his entire career, and we still talk about him as being one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. All right, that's, that's a solid argument. You know, and I'm still, you know, thinking. I don't, I, I don't know if I can make my decision on Baker after this year. Uh, you know, we like to point at, you know, what Stefanski was able to do with Kirk Cousins. Look what, he, but you know, he was there though multiple years. I mean, he was in Minnesota since 2006. Yeah, and so Kirk Cousins it, isn't good. Yeah, Let's, so so he was there for a long time. You know, he was you know a quarterbacks coach in seventeen and eighteen. Then he was the interim offensive coordinator in two thousand eighteen. Once uh, D. Filippo got fired, then he was there in two thousand nineteen. So you know his system was put in place for multiple years, and then Kirk Cousins kind of flourished with it. You know, 
in that one year where he threw, you know, 69%. So, uh, completion percentage. And then Blake said, you know, he had 3,500 yards and everybody was like, ah, Kirk Cousins and Stefanski really worked. So I think that the jury's still out. Um, obviously there's things Baker we see week to week that he's got to improve on. Um, hopefully next week we're not talking about Baker missing two wide open guys, um, in crucial parts of the game. No. So yeah, not to be the bed dead horse. I think Baker had a, a solid game just that with some mistakes that could have been costly if we're not playing the one nine Jaguars. I'm still, he's our quarterback the rest of the year. I still want to see how he plays against, you know, the Steelers and the Ravens again. I want to see him continue to ascend, continue to not turn the ball over. But like I said, I, he got a solid B for me. He wasn't, he didn't do anything in that game to make me think that it's still not his team for the rest of the year. Right. And let's just be clear that the fact that we barely beat the one and nine Jaguars had nothing to do with our offense. No, absolutely no. not. No. <laughs> Correct. No. That's a good segue. It had, it had, yeah. it had, two, it had to do <laughs> with two things. Defense and the refs. I mean, that those yeah, were the go. two there, things. That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. I don't – so I didn't even put anything on the refs on here because we've won. <laughs> but well. the the I don't understand that first – that first down that they didn't give us. I don't, oh, my gosh. It, the camera showed the ball going past the chain. Yeah. I don't I, understand how that wasn't a first down. Yeah, I was ready for the index card to come out or some. I mean, we'd have we'd have probably won if they brought the index card out on that one. Yeah. They'd have had so to the, give us the first down. I don't know what was going on. Um and the the big one, I mean, he hit him in the head, but the Olivier Vernon sack, I yeah. felt like I, I mean, you we're playing football. Well, this is football. that was and literally like a quarter before that. What was the I don't know what position if he is a linebacker or a wind guard or whatever Jacksonville yeah. when he just took Kareem yeah. Hunt's head off and no flag completely just knocked his head off and just oh well hey you know <laughs> yeah to me the officials need to be able to use discretion in that situation was there was there ill intent did he launch at him with the head was he trying to do it on purpose that those kinds of penalties if you want to call it fine that should it's like in college it should be reviewable. And they should be able to go then watch it on the tape and be like, that's just a football play. Olivier Vernon beat his guy and got to the quarterback so fast. He, how's he supposed to control? And you heard the uh, Mike Pereira or whatever say, you know, if he lowers his target zone, if he hits him In too the, low, yeah. you call a penalty. Yep. Yep. No, that was more of like, I think Glennon even did like a little bit of a duck because he knew he was about to get right. hit. So he kind of brought his head down a little bit and Vernon hit him more with the face mask than it wasn't like the crown of the helmet thing. Like he kind of just ran into him. Yeah. And like, dude, you're wearing a helmet. You're going to hit him with part of your helmet. It's just, you can't stop it. It's, it yeah. Well, it it's not like uh, the Browns and Jacksonville don't have a long history with the referees. Uh, <laughs> bottle, gate. bottle, bottle gate. Yeah, <laughs> just the uh, most insane thing I've ever seen, other than Miles Garrett knocking uh, Rudolph's head <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, it does. It doesn't make any sense to me too that a running back can literally lower his head every yeah. time. Oh, truck somebody. And, yeah, and yeah. it's okay. But as soon as a defender's face mask hits the side of a quarterback's helmet, it's a penalty. I saw, I was watching that Green Bay game, and I saw two penalties where a dude's hand hit the helmet, and they called uh, roughing the passer. I mean. Yeah, and that's on. rough, too. I'm not rough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's ridiculous, too, especially when their hands are coming up because they're trying to swat the ball. I mean, the yeah. hands got to come yeah. down. It's not like they came right at the quarterback's face and, you know, tried right. to hit him. So That's why you wear a helmet. He's not hitting you in the <laughs> <Yeah>. head. <laughs> Again, uh, they should be able to review that well, and 
ill is there ill intent any of that stuff it's ridiculous yeah i was just gonna say real quick did you guys watch any that that seattle eagles game there was one of the eagles linemen uh a seattle defender got his hand up inside it and ripped the guy's helmet off and it went flying and they didn't call anything on it and they showed the replay and it was like the helmet's rolling down the field grabbed his face mask underneath and like through it all right whatever you could ask Treader too. I'm sure Treader doesn't really agree with some of the uh, holding calls holding. that got called on him also. But, uh, you know, to say that one play, I, obviously I don't think the score is even as close as it should be if that no and, penalty gets picked up. And like, like, you know, people always say, and it's true, good teams don't let the referee, the officials affect the outcome That's one right. way or the this other. True. So. Because Man. if Baker throws that touchdown, it doesn't matter. Pass on yep. down, it doesn't matter. But you know, so enough about the refs. We won the game. If we would have lost the game, I feel like this would have been a bigger segment. No, but uh, now we can talk about the real reason why I'm worried. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to move us into the defense. I didn't want to grade the defense. Um, I'm trying to show <laughs> some sympathy to the defense because I know they're so banged up. Um, the secondary is completely decimated. We're missing a starting linebacker. We're missing potentially defensive player of the year and miles Garrett, but this is the same defensive line that just wrecked the Eagles the week before. And we come out in this game and can't get one sack against a team that had given up 30 sacks on the season. Is it bad that I think that you can make the argument Sandejo was the best player on defense this week for us. And he literally that has is been, <laughs> it is bad. I guess I didn't word that correctly. Uh, but yeah, I, I literally remember more about Sendejo than really anybody else. Yeah, another game where he was on the field for every snap. Yeah. Huh. So we talked last week. We said, you know, did the D-line really step up or is the Eagles offensive line just that <laughs> they, bad? I they think we suck. saw that the Eagles offensive line is just maybe that bad. Because yeah, they're so bad. We, no tackles we for loss. Game. No tackles for loss. No sacks. I I mean, not, not even close. I was the stats. Yeah. No tackles for loss. Yeah, that's that's I mean, insane. That means their running back was just gashing us every time. And I put that in. We got to get better linebacker play. Some of these linebackers are okay against the run, but they make tackles five yards downfield. Well, you, you can't give up five yards of carry. You're never right. going to get off the field. It's like they know that they're not good enough to, like, go and try to find the hole to stop the running back. So they like, all right, well, we got to let him get past the line before we can go up and try to make the tackle. It's hard for me to tell just watching the game, you know, on TV and we don't get like game tape sent to us by the the Browns that we can break down, obviously. So it's hard to tell is the defensive line just getting whooped and letting, you know, their line get up to the second level on our linebackers or is the D line doing a good job and our linebackers just don't fill holes. I can't tell, you know, I'm asking if anybody out there. If they do have a chance to, you know, yeah, just break down the film, us. let me know because <laughs> to me it seems like our D, we have a decent D line at least on paper, and we still get gashed. And I saw, I was reading something earlier. The Browns, the first uh, four games of the season or something like that, didn't give up more than sixty yards rushing in a game, and since then we've just been getting gashed all over the place. Yeah, the run defense is. Man, is it bad. It is. It's just like it's not even there. And if you want to talk about, you know, was last week when we wrecked Carson Wentz. Well, he got wrecked again this week. I mean, he was sacked, I think, seven times by Seattle. Maybe like the Dallas thing. Where yeah. They're just not good. Yeah, it's just not good. 
Yeah, I, so so I think that that was the situation with the Eagles is they are just not good up front. We were able to get after him really whenever we wanted because I saw it again happen this week. So yeah. and Seattle's Seattle defense, their either. defense isn't good. Right, completely. I'm with you on that, man. They're not good either. Yeah, I, I mean, both the defenses in this game were ter- are terrible. Jaguars defense was bad. It could have been worse. You know, Baker hit some of the throws like we talked about. Browns only punted once. They had the ball nine times. They punted once. Uh, Jacksonville had the ball nine times. They punted three times. And the Browns' second drive was, uh, or actually, no, it was the first drive. Wait, was it first? Second drive. Second drive is when we punted. Um, Punted the ball. And then other than the fumble, we, you know, didn't give up the ball. So, I mean, their defense is just as bad. If we're if this is a game where we're playing against an elite team, like we might see this week, going to talk about it. Defense has to step up. Everybody's got to step up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was kind of crazy. Mike Glennon is a, a career backup journeyman quarterback. Hadn't started a game in what two years, three years, yeah. and he diced us up. I mean, his numbers were just as good as Baker's. Yeah. And the, I know we're banged up in the secondary and stuff, but at some point, I mean, they didn't even have like two of their best receivers play. I thought that was going to help us out. It, it seemed to make no difference. What happens if DJ Shark plays? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it, real quick though, one thing you got to keep in mind though with a situation like we faced, you know, in Jacksonville on on Sunday was Mike Lennon is a third string quarterback. He knows he's got no future there. It's not his team. He's just a filler. So he's walking in there with a confidence of doesn't really matter how I play. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I could throw four picks today, four touchdowns. Either play, way, yeah. I'm not the quarterback of the future. So he was out there slinging it, letting it rip. Yeah. Like and you you just saw it. Like he just he wasn't phased. He wasn't worried. And what's he got to be worried about? Playing with house money, man. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Playing with house yep. money. And what's he have to be worried about? Everybody's wide open. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like, like a man. Seven on seven out he there. was probably like, man, this game's a lot easier than the last time I started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's and then Ronnie Harrison going out. That that's killer. Yeah. Um, so, I'm yeah. starting to right really, away, right away. He went out. Yeah. Was it like first, second, second play? play? Yeah. yeah. First play. Yeah. It was, yeah. It makes you think at the trade deadline too. If the if the front office knows that we're going to be sitting eight and three, chance to go ten and six, eleven and five, probably, would they have made a move, at least for some depth in the secondary? Not necessarily a star, but just something because we are. I mean, we don't have anybody back there right now. Well, and again, trade deadline stuff. We've talked about it. Yeah, don't yeah. know. Don't know what the asking prices were. They might have been ridiculous. Maybe nobody was selling. Nobody we wanted. I don't know. I. I it's so easy to speculate. I wish we could get more of those details. Like, hey, we tried for, you know, these nine players, and this is why it didn't work for each one of them. I don't know. Well, and it's a lot easier, well, too. We're like three weeks out and, and, you know, a lot more injuries out. It's a lot easier for us now to go, Ugh. I mean, we said the day that the trade line ended, we were like, how we could have probably done something. We probably should have done something. But, you know, just more. Hey, in- speaking, go ahead. speaking on we don't know, you know, all the ins and outs, yeah. That could be changing very soon for this podcast if we're awarded yeah. those credentials. Yeah, oh, so you're gonna you're gonna drop some news. I I don't wanna get <laughs> yeah, the I don't wanna get the fans episode. too excited, but Yeah, that Josh was, is trying to do some things behind the scenes. Well we could leave it at that. Yeah. I'm I'm all I'm saying, Josh, is I'm already at the game every Sunday. So <laughs> you you give me a little lanyard, bro. I'll be up there doing live interviews for the dogs right. podcast. Right. I'll just yeah. 
get my wife seated in her seat and just hit the yeah. field. Yep. Just go down see you after the game. See you after the yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm not gonna. I won't. I won't. We'll just leave it as. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it a yeah. tease. Um, I'm gonna drink some hot cocoa with Jarvis Landry here. <laughs> <laughs> Week nice. 17. Uh, I'm just it just uh, yeah. so, so some good news here. Give you an update. Steelers up nineteen to seven. Uh, so there Ravens Ravens gonna lose again. I know it feels kind of good to see that after uh, they were supposed to be sixteen and zero this year. Feels it's really like, it's good. It's like a double edged sword, though, man. <laughs> like it's like oh, the Ravens are gonna lose, but they're gonna lose to the Steelers. But the thing right. is, Pittsburgh. Like I'm, yeah, I'm sad. okay. I'll crown them. They are. Amazing. Yes, like they, they, are. they are. They are their they're record. A complete they're team. good. Don't talk like that, Josh. Oh, I'm sorry. You got to give. Like that, Josh. Hey, I'm going to give credit no, where credit's due. You're but absolutely right. All they're that. All that hype about the Uh-oh, Ravens hey, being this. As sorry as that just happened. Uh, Trace McSorley now in the game. Hollywood yeah. Brown 70 yard touchdown pass. <laughs> it is a. It is going to be a five point game oh. with 258 left. Game not over. All right, Pittsburgh's not that good. Yeah, there you go. So no, just. Here, so <laughs> I don't want to get too far off topic, but. Yep. Pittsburgh's playing a Baltimore Ravens team that is the most depleted team in team history. Yeah, and it's an AFC. It's an AFC. Co- yeah. You know, it's always North like game. yeah. But co- come on now, they should be burying these guys. Hey, they so, should be burying them. Yeah, so, but hey, you got to think too. Even Pittsburgh's gotten all jacked around this week too with being the game was supposed to be on Thanksgiving. Now it's almost a week it, later. And that's and such bull. I mean, it's such bull crap. Yeah. What they're, well, what's what funny? What's funny is they wouldn't let the Broncos move their game. It is, it, yeah. It, they had no crazy. quarterbacks, and they said, nope. Yeah. You, gotta, you still got to play Bron- on Sunday. How about the Broncos <laughs> ask, like, hey, can we have the QB coach? Like, is he allowed, to, yeah. is he allowed nope. to suit up? Nope, not allowed. <laughs> Get that wide receiver off your practice squad. That's yeah. what we want you guys to throw out I there. picked him up in fantasy just for fun, just to see what would <laughs> happen. I didn't start well, it, thank God. Well, here, so here's the stat line real quick from this yep. Baltimore game. Just the, I mean. So RG three obviously I don't know if he got hurt or he just got benched because yeah, he was benched. seven yeah. seven of twelve for thirty three yards <laughs> with an interception a rating of twenty eight point five before He's Trace a Baker game before <laughs> Trace McSorley just threw that seventy yard bomb he was two for five for seven yards uh, and his rating was like twenty three. Uh, but now his rating's 121 because he's got 77 <laughs> yards and touchdown. But for the game, they just had a 70-yard touchdown. Their net passing is 9 for 18 for 90 yards. They just had a 70-yard <laughs> touchdown. And there's two. <laughs> there's three minutes left in the game. So, um, interesting. It'd be interesting they get the ball back. That game's over, bro. If they, get the, <laughs> they got three timeouts, two-minute warning. We'll, we'll, I'll uh, keep following along here. Live, right, well, live wait, updates for so our viewers. I said I wasn't going to grade the defense, but I'm giving them an F, and then I'll move on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's, that's right. So that'll, that'll take us into, you know, talk about this Titans game. Really excited for this game. Uh, this one's all about the run game. Uh, who can stop who on the ground is going to go a long way in deciding, you know, who wins this game. Obviously, the Titans are bringing in Derrick Henry, led the league in rushing last year because Freddie wouldn't give Nick Chubb the ball down the stretch. Uh, he's probably going to lead the league in rushing again this week, coming off a 170-some yard rushing performance with three touchdowns last week against the Colts, who supposedly have a good defense. Um, you know, and then we're bringing Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt at him. You know, we got, you know, we rush for 200 yards a game, so it's it's going to be big this week. The thing that scares me the most about this is the Titans. They're not just Derrick Henry. Obviously, he's what makes them go. But Ryan Tannehill is a very capable quarterback. Uh, he's got 2,600 yards passing, 23 touchdowns, only four uh, interceptions, only been sacked 15 times. 
A.G. Brown, one of the top receivers in the league, 40 catches, 638 yards, eight touchdowns. I'm pretty sure he's only played nine games. So it, the, the Browns defense is going to have to step up in this game. They're going to have to get off the field at some point. They're going to have to force a couple punts. And I think key for the Browns, they got to come out and they got to establish the run. They can't get down early because we need to be able to bleed clock stick to our game plan. If we get behind early and Baker's forced to become a straight drop back passer, this could turn in another one of those 35, six blowouts to a, you know, a good team that I really don't want to see. Yeah, that's, I mean, a lot of what you said, it's very fair there. Uh, Cleveland, number one rushing attack, Tennessee, number three rushing attack. I mean, they're, they both run the ball a lot. It's a heavyweight fight. Yep. That's what it's going to be. Um, who, like you said, who gets a stop? Do we have a uh, weather report update for uh, Sunday? Because that we're, we're, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Either. I do not. It, but. It's a factor. It's definitely a factor. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that this game. I'll look it up real quick. I think okay. going. I think going into this game, um, I'm really hoping the Browns come out and compete. Uh, obviously, it's going to be on our defensive side trying to stop them because the Titans' defense isn't what it was last year in their playoff run. So. Their defense isn't, you know, elite. That's what got them, you know, and then they had that elite running game last year and they worked well together. So not having that this year, you know, it's a little bit of a different team coming in. Um, but this is a big – I mean, we might if we make the playoffs, if we, you know, finish this regular season out, we could see this team – Oh, absolutely. Uh, right. I think they're right again, now had – if it was the end of day, it would they be, would be uh, playing each other. Correct? Right. I, I'm pretty sure because I yeah. think we got the five seed right now. Yeah. So yep. played the Bills if it ended right now. If it was Bills, okay. okay. So, I was gonna say there. I know they're right there with them. Yeah. So th- this, you know, this could be the matchup. So coming out like Blake said and getting beat by thirty points isn't gonna set well if you have to face this team again no, in a few weeks. No. And not this is a. I mean, I know this is crazy, but this is a very be. Oh, it's a winnable game, right? And I do want to add real quick: the Colts are who I thought they were. Yeah, uh, this week, which yes. and the Colts just, I just trounced, that out there. just absolutely yeah. demolished Tennessee two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I, I like last week. I think I apologized to Colts fans saying, <laughs> oh, whatever. Now, now, you know what? Not. I'm I'm sticking with whatever I say from now on. So, yeah. by the way, the weather report for Sunday is 44 degrees, zero percent chance of rain. It's going to be a nice, beautiful December football game. A beautiful so. 44 nice. degree weather day for December, yes, man. Yeah, fair. you better believe it. That's fair. That's right. Well, with the sun out too. Yeah, that'd be good out there. I'll tell you what, the sun will go a long way uh, when it's forty-four sure degrees. It warms sure your legs does. up just a little bit. So this will be a, this will be a very good test. I think this is going to be a fair test. Absolutely. Of of Baker and this offense, you know, against a good team, and for Tennessee as well. I mean, it's not like our defense is the test for them, but we are eight and three. We have beat good teams. You know, this would be a, a very big statement game if we could come out of there, you know, in their stadium with a win. I think that would silence a little bit of that. All this eight and three is all about strength of schedule. Yeah, I think that it, you would lose a little bit of that if we come out and we can win this game on their field to go to nine and three. A yeah. week after they just demolished the Colts, who people were kind of talking about, were finding their groove. Um, yeah, we might actually start to get some of that national respect. That you know, like to this point, the only the only it's kind of crazy. The only guy talking about the Browns as being a, a top ten team in the league right now is Colin Coward. Huh. He's the he's the only one giving us any kind of respect. Uh, you watch anything on ESPN power rankings and stuff like that. Browns aren't in the top ten. There's six and four team, you know, six and four teams ahead of us. So, and I think it's because of those losses, you know, 
to the Ravens and to the Steelers early in the year where we looked like we didn't even belong on the same field as them. Yeah, and can we just side note real quick, talk about the Raiders and what they you know, did this what? past week? What? I mean, what happened? Yeah, I didn't get to watch the game, but people were talking about Atlanta. the Raiders being like a team that, oh, you don't want to face the Raiders in the playoffs and everything, you know, and we struggled, you know, we couldn't stop them on the ground and everything. They went into Atlanta and they might as well not have even taken the field. Yeah. I, I feel like they're like the only one of the teams that could really give Kansas City some trouble. Like, I mean, they've obviously beat they them. Did. They, they did. They did the they week them. before. Yep. Get, stayed in that game the whole game. And then they go to Atlanta and just. Or didn't go to Atlanta. I don't know exactly what happened. Yeah. It was it was awful. just yeah. I, but I mean, I, you want to talk about quarterback frustrations for a team? It's got to be for Oakland. I mean, you got Derek Carr goes out there one week and looks like, oh man, Vegas. We, we got dog, a stud. That that Vegas squad. Yeah. No more Oakland. Did I say Oakland? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But that's okay. It's all right. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. Okay. If you threw St. Louis out there, I would be like, oh man, San Diego. We're showing our, yeah, oh yeah. We're showing our age now. <laughs> But no, yeah, yeah. But then you know, then he turns around the next week, and it's like, what do you have? Three picks or three fumbles or something? It, like turnover, yeah. turnover, turnover. It, it makes was, that uh, loss look really, really, really bad. Yeah, but it was also that weather too. Absolutely. I, I don't know what would have happened because he didn't have to throw the ball much against no. us. So. Just Josh Jacobs no. did all the work, which is why Derrick Henry is probably going to have a terrible game. Eat. So okay, throw this out here real quick. Yeah. Nick, Nick Chubb doesn't get hurt. Is he in the MVP race? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If Nick Chubb doesn't get hurt, I think he's in the NFL, you know, he's probably leading the league in rushing or at least right there with Derrick Henry again. It's going to yeah. go down to the wire. Yeah, right. for sure. Because if they're talking Derrick Henry possibly for MVP, yeah. then they would have to talk about Chubb if he hadn't gotten mm-hmm. hurt. Right. Yep. That's a th- Nick Chubb does not get any of the recognition that he deserves though nationally. You, Whenever they talk about the Browns, you'll hear people say – you'll hear people say, oh, Nick Chubb, man, he's a super good back. But then super when they nice start guy. talking more broad <laughs> league spectrum, yeah. they never talk about Nick Chubb in that in that category. He And Nick Chubb, in my opinion, is the best running back in football. Uh, I, Derrick Henry is obviously awesome, but Nick Chubb, to me, is he's the best one there is. He, Derrick Henry, I think, 4.9 and, yards per carry. Uh, Nick Chubb, like 6.1. And how about, you know, we the, the big play to end the game? Mm-hmm. You know, the long third down after the penalty and then just a screen pass to Nick Chubb. Not really thinking we're going to get the first down. It was just get some yards, pin them deep type of a situation we were looking at. And then for him to get the first down and stay in bounds was was nice. Yeah. So what do you guys think is the, the biggest matchup in this game? Do you think it's... Do you think it's our offensive line against them and us pounding the ball? Or do you think you want to see our front seven step up, sell out to stop the run. I think I think the biggest matchup is we have to f- try to find a way to stop their offense three times. I think that's, that's very I think, fair. I think that's our goal. I think we have to try to stop them, make them, you know, punt the ball, force a turnover. We have to stop them three times from scoring. The clock is going to run the entire game. Yeah, it's going to be a quick game. It's going to be yeah. a quick game. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's, that's something the, I kind of wanted to bring up is remember the first three, four, five games when we were leading the league in turnovers, I feel like we don't force many turnovers anymore. And we kind of said at the beginning of the season, this defense was live and die on the turnover. We're dying (laughs) because we don't force many turnovers anymore. Yeah, well, having nobody in the secondary really doesn't help that. And then, you know, we get Miles Garrett back I was going to say, strip sack Miles is coming back. So Yeah. Right. Might be. Remember, he's the one that's forcing all those interceptions. Ryan Tannehill is mobile. So we already don't have – we don't get great pressure, you know, on the quarterback as it is. 
and Ryan Tannehill has the ability to extend the play. We don't cover that well in the secondary. So if Ryan Tannehill starts extending plays, look for A.J. Brown to have some big passes. Um, I think this is a week that Miles Garrett, he's got to show out, and we need Olivier Vernon to step up again. We need him to step up. Yep, yep. For me, like the the matchups to look at in this game would be just across the across the field from each other. So do we have Derrick Henry, or is it going to be Chubb and Hunt? That are gonna, yeah. you know, who's who's gonna outshine the other running back squad? Derrick Henry being the only guy there. But in my other matchup, though, I gotta see how Baker fares against this defense because the Titans' defense is not what it was last year. I agree, they're beatable. So, and he, this is a week. This is a game, Blake. Like you said, where we're gonna need Baker to make throws in order to win. So and you can't miss them. Correct. Well, I if think he has three missed throws this week. We're gonna lose. I think yeah. running back wise, literally, it wouldn't shock me if Chubb, Hunt, and Derrick Henry all had over 100 yards. It wouldn't shock me at all. Maybe all purpose yards. Obviously, Derrick Derrick Henry's going to get 100 yards all day. Oh yeah, Hunt. He's the kind of the wild card there, but yeah. I mean, the running backs, they're all all three of these guys are going to have a huge day. What yeah. What makes me nervous is I want to make I want to see the Browns come out and knock it down big early. You can't. Oh yeah, we can't get out of our game plan. We got to keep this close. You got to keep it a four quarter game. Uh, you know, a possession, ten points going into the fourth quarter, so we can continue to run the ball. Because if teams can just pin their ears back and start rushing Baker, and we can't run play action boot, it's going to be a long day for our offense. Yep, it's fair. Okay, so so, si- so side note here, real quick. I got this Pittsburgh Ravens game on oh, my computer yeah. right now. So here we go. Back to side the- note. Uh, in this game, fifty-seven seconds left. No lie, the exact same measurement was just done here on this third. Going, to, it's going to be fourth down that the Browns just had. Like the exact same measurement of like where the chain was, and they left it at fourth down. So it's got to be something with the camera. Oh, no, they switched it. It's first down. It's first down. Oh, exact, exact same. I'm not even lying. It's the exact same measurement as what we saw in the game on Sunday. But, yeah, this game's, this game's all but over. So. All right. All right. Well, so that's kind of a Titans preview. I think we all agree it's a big game. This is the kind of game even, you know, I don't – there's no such thing as, uh, you know – moral victories in the NFL. But if we come out and we lose this game, you know, 27-24 on a last-second field goal, we and we look like we belong with a playoff team like this, you know, the, the players might not take it as moral victory, but me as a Browns fan, I'm going to take that as a little bit of a moral victory. I just don't want to come into this game and get and get blown out. No, no, this is – we just got to hold our own. Yes. Yep. Yep, I agree. All right, so uh, why don't we move into our game picks? Zach, you were talking a little bit before we went on that some of us had good weeks and one of us had a terrible week. Yeah, so uh, now I'm going to add this to it now. We got the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game obviously being played right now. It's not over yet. Looking like Pittsburgh's going to win unless some type of miracle happens. Um, So I'm going to just go ahead and mark Pittsburgh up as a win. Um, So leader this week uh, was myself. I went fourteen and two this week. Dang, uh, fourteen man. and two. Um, that'll put me at one twenty three 
wins, 123 wins to 56 losses on the year, and I take over first place oh, in oh, the records. Um, wow, what a big week. Yeah, big week. Uh, now, I had some help. Andy took the lead. Yeah, I had some help. Josh uh, was on the other end of the uh, records this week. Eight, uh, make that nine and seven. So nine and seven. Not a terrible week, but for Josh's standards, it was kind of a bad week for him. He's used to those double digits. Uh, yeah, to Justin. Started week. off <laughs> with a really bad Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, pick. Yeah. Two yeah. picks. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so then we had Justin, you were 10 and 6. Okay. Blake, you were 11 and 5. So, hey, uh, solid week. Solid week. So that Those puts. Damn Cardinals. Yeah, so that puts yeah they uh, that's one I they, got right. Yeah, yeah. they let th- they let three of us down. Um, so we sitting on the year. I have 123 wins. Uh, Josh, you're sitting at 120. Uh, Blake, that puts you in third. Now you were 115, and Justin 110. Okay, all right. Um, so we'll go ahead and we'll dive in here to week 13. Uh, we have the New Orleans Saints two and O Taysom Hill. Versus the Atlanta Falcons, big win this week um, or last week against the Raiders. Hmm. What Just a got? note, real quick: no Thursday night game tomorrow night. Yes, this week I, I got mean, moved, moved to Monday. Thank goodness! Tuesday. Tuesday. Thank goodness, because I have. I mean, as bad as the Ravens are, I still need Lamar Jackson, so he's going to be good enough to play because they moved this game back okay. so far that he'll be eligible. Yeah, that game will be on Tuesday next week. Yeah. So that is, yeah, I got that down here. Dallas, Baltimore, supposed to be played Thursday night. Moved all the way back to Tuesday. Like Josh had said, we got two Monday night football games this week as well um, with with the Pittsburgh and the Washington football team playing on Monday night. So let's go. Let's dive in. Who wants to pick first, New Orleans or the Falcons? Give me the Saints. I'm going to go – I didn't think the Saints looked great against the Broncos, and then Taysom Hill came out and said once they heard they had no quarterbacks, they kind of went to a, a more lax, conservative game plan, uh, kind of take it easy a little bit. So that gives me a little bit more hope to pick the Saints this week. I'm going to take the Falcons. All right. Looking I've been betting against them one. recently, and they've been letting me down as far as they've been winning games. Yeah, so. they've been letting their fans down um, a lot of this season. Also, <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go. I mean, these team. This was Taysom Hill's first start a couple weeks ago, so I'm gonna go that he gets another win against the Falcons. Um, which I don't know. Did you guys see that whole little uh, thing that was going on between Roddy White and Sean Payton on Twitter? Said that there was no way, awesome. no way that they were gonna beat the uh, Falcons with Taysom Hill as their quarterback, and then. Uh, Sean Payton got on Twitter and retweeted it after like the that. after the win. I like that. Uh, Stefanski isn't doing that stuff. He probably no. doesn't have social media or anything. That's a that's a uh, <laughs> he's I that type of Kitchens doing something like that. Yeah, Except he'd have put it on a t shirt. We would we he'd tweet it after we lost the game. Yeah. <laughs> so on our way to on our way to two and fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next game: Detroit Lions um, versus Chicago and Trubisky. Ugh. Can't. Gross. Yeah. There might not be anybody just, that wins this game. Yeah, the Lions will win this game. I'll, can I, I pick a tie? No, you can, yeah. So, all right, no, got give, one for give, the Lions. Give me the Lions. Yeah. They just fired Patricia, so they're ready to. So they're ready to use DeAndre Swift again, finally properly. nothing to lose. Yeah. So they're just going to come out guns blazing. Yep. I'm going to go the Lions also. Who's going to be their interim coach? Oh, I saw who it was. I'm not, um, I'm not positive, but. 
I'm going to go Chicago. Yeah, I'm going Mitch, Chi- is, uh, Mitch is the guy. I'm going with Chicago. Um, Trubisky wasn't terrible in the game. He wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. And David Montgomery finally kind of breaking out, had a huge game. Um, and that's really where they need to lean on. I, I mean, he's a he has the ability to be a feature back in Chicago, so I don't know why they haven't used him in that way. Um, Nagy. Nagy, I was going to say, Nagy's an offensive guru, man. That, that dude is an offensive mastermind. Yeah, I'm. I'm going. <laughs> I'm taking. I'm taking Chicago. Uh, I'm really. I'm really glad that uh, that Trubisky's back because him and Allen Robinson. That connection is is why I picked Allen Robinson at the beginning of the year. Thank goodness Nick Foles is out of there. There you go, Ian Murphy. Maybe the Browns <laughs> will sign him. Uh, <laughs> Good lord, I hope not. <laughs> so hopefully you're listening, Ian. Uh, so we have Cincinnati at Miami. Cincinnati, a little surprising with the ba- with the quarterback they put out. They were in, uh, you know, this week for most of the game. Miami is Tua <laughs> playing or is Fitzpatrick playing? Doesn't oh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be Tua. It'll be Tua if he's healthy. It'll be Tua. But I'm going to pick Miami, but I still think that they should have stayed with Fitzpatrick. He looked good again. Yeah, I'm going to go Miami as well. I mean, I don't know what Ryan Fitzpatrick has to do. Um, I think that was a business decision. Yeah, they, they wanted to see what they had going on heading into. They have so many draft picks next year. They wanted to see. Well, the, they, they got, got the Texans draft pick. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. They so want to see what they got going on at quarterback. For a team that's turning so, around this year, I mean, my, okay. watch out for Miami next year and the year after, and <laughs> for some years. Are you yes. worried? Are you worried that Tua's already been injured again this year, though? If you're Miami, that, are you I'm worried not a Miami fan, so I don't care that he hasn't <laughs> looked. He hasn't looked great, and then he's already gotten hurt again. And you got the Texans pick, which might be. Uh, Top five pick. Yeah, I will say that you I I didn't I didn't think that Tua was like gonna be the great quarterback that a lot of people thought he was gonna be. But then again, I didn't think Herbert was gonna be that great Man, either. So did, what how do I know? Thing is that that they had their chance having either one of those guys, and they took the guy that everybody thought was gonna be better. Yeah, and Justin Herbert. It's still early. Savage. Herbert's been starting pretty much all year for the most part. Right. Um. Tua is still getting has some different offensive weapons to throw the ball to. Yeah, there's a lack of that in Miami. Yeah, it doesn't have Austin Eckler now. I mean, Mm. yeah, exciting. Looks awesome. Exciting for uh, Herbert and what he can do um, in the coming years. So, Jacksonville team we just played at Minnesota this week. I'm taking Minnesota, and that's a smart pick because I feel like I'm also. Like that. I'm going Minnesota also. Vikings. It'll be super it'll yeah. be super close. And the Vikings will probably be down early and then they'll somehow win late. Yeah. All right. So Vegas coming off a loss. Big loss. Blowout. Taking on Adam Gase and the Jets. Oh, cool. Raiders. I like seeing the Raiders at six and five. That's cool. It makes me yeah. feel better. But yeah, I'll go Raiders. I'm gonna take the Raiders. The Jets. Yeah. All right, into uh, kind of an interesting game. Indianapolis coming off a, you know, a kind of a blowout loss against Tennessee, taking on Deshaun Watson, who had a really good Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to go Colts. I mean, Deshaun Watson's not having anybody throw the ball to anymore. Yeah, that hurts. That's it's, true. Neither does Phillip Rivers. Uh, and Phillip Rivers is hurt. He did not practice today, mm. which I mm. think that really. Jacoby Brissett time. Yeah, yeah but Brissett's pretty good. I yeah. mean, he's. He's a good back. I mean, I'm taking the Colts regardless. I mean, I'm okay with that. Josh, what do you got? Give me Deshaun. Give me the Texans. Me Let's do it. I like, <laughs> I like that. I'm, 
I really wanted to pick Houston in this. If they have Will Fuller, I probably am. But just that alone, I'm taking Indianapolis. Um, Look at you, you know. I know you're taking this serious now. If you're picking the Colts, yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he gets Sorry. into first place, and he's like, "Sorry, I'll take him. I'll take him. I'll take him over a three or four win team, whatever Houston is." <laughs> um, all right, so now we got Rams at Arizona. Blake's taking the Rams. Yeah, I'll never pick Arizona. If I don't know the rest of the Cardinals' schedule, I don't know if they play who they play. I hope they play. I hope they play like the Jets or the Giants. And you're saying you're picking them. I'm. I'm telling you, I'll pick the Jets over the Cardinals right now. (laughs) For the record, break that down just in case. I don't know their schedule either, but God. And I just want to say on the record, I 100% think the Cardinals should beat the Jets, but because I think that the Jets will get their first. (laughs) It's like the Thursday night game. Whatever you think, it's not that. Just right. Completely opposite. I'll, I'll go with LA also. Yeah, give me the Rams. Uh, I'm gonna go Arizona. I'm okay. gonna go back. I'm gonna go back with Kyler. Risky. Um. All right. So that takes us to Giants at Seattle. Maybe not Daniel Jones. Might be Colt McCoy mm. at the helm for the Giants. Well, in that case, give me the Seahawks. Yeah, Colt McCoy versus <laughs> Russell Wilson MVP battle. <laughs> The fact <laughs> that Seattle. the fact that Colt McCoy is still, still in, the, in league. the league, yeah, <laughs> you know a guy that's you know he was only a starter in Cleveland. He got some chances with injuries in Washington. Washington. I but, remember with Washington, yeah. But you know, just that guy that's just you know must be a good locker room guy, uh, good QB room guy, maybe a future type coach or something. That's the only thing I could see why he's still hanging. There's got to be something. Um, but I'm going to Seattle. Colt could have been a good quarterback if he wasn't drafted by the Browns. Yeah, we say that for pretty much every every quarterback yeah. that we have. We're like, oh, well, if he wouldn't have came to Cleveland, maybe he'd have been wildly successful. Well, here, let's, I think it's not like I think we ruined him. It's we not were, like they don't have drugs in other cities, yeah. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> or alcohol. He'd have done great in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Johnny would have been yeah. awesome. Let's uh let's look at something real quick. If the Giants say say the Giants go out here and they get absolutely demolished by the Seahawks, they're four and eight. They're still in first place in their division after this week because the rest of their division should lose this week. Yes, and That's they're in crazy. first place. Are like, are you kidding me? That's crazy. It's crazy that the Browns are fighting for a playoff spot right now, eight and three. And these guys are the all Giants trying to give them away. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to get to six wins. They're going to make the and playoffs gonna... and get a good draft pick still. <laughs> might get, I might end up with a good quarterback. Right, right. They're they're gonna they're not just gonna make the playoffs. One of the hosting host a hosting a playoff. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It's unbelievable. But I'm gonna go Seahawks. It's a, it's a smart bet. Yeah. Um. I am also gonna go Seahawks. So that'll move us into Philadelphia Eagles at the Green Bay Packers. I am taking Green Bay and by three touchdowns in this game. <laughs> Green yep. Bay. Yeah, that's fair. Packers and at least six sacks on once. Yeah. Um, all right. New England at the Chargers. Herbert. I mean, this guy, he's just got to play either a great coach or another great quarterback or another great yep. defense every single week. Um, but I'm going to take him this week. I didn't take him last week. I'm taking him this week uh, to get the win. Uh, so I've been picking him. But Coach Bill is doing some things on the side very nonchalantly because <laughs> they're so bad. He's coaching them to wins yeah. on his own with no help from the players. Give me the Patriots. I'm going to go Patriots just because Belichick doesn't lose to rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, that's what I said about never losing to ex or ex coaches on his staff, and the <laughs> Houston Texans came out and beat him. But yeah. it is still a rookie quarterback, 
I'm so torn on this game. Yeah, Herbert no. looks so He's so awesome. stinking good. Yep. Austin Eckler second week uh, back. They eased him back in. Yeah, they said he have, wasn't going to catches. Yeah, they said he wasn't going to be their bell cow running back. Uh, you know what? Go ahead and give me the Chargers. They're, they can't stop everybody on that team. They I can't talked stop him everybody. into it. I, ta- I helped him there. Gilmore like can cover, you know, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Austin yep. Eckler and Hunter Henry. So, nope. yep. Right. Um, all right. Denver at Kansas City. I'm give taking Kansas sheet. City. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody taking Denver? And I don't even know. Are they going to have a quarterback this Doesn't week? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, they Dude, are. They They're had, all back. They, they had no fine. quarterback last week, and it still looked the same. I didn't know they had Blake Bortles. Yeah. Yep. On their roster, I didn't know. What a He's fall a, from grace. Guy yeah. was uh, like number a, third. He number was three. minutes away from going to a Super Bowl a few years ago. Yeah. Yep. In New beating New England to get to the Super Bowl. Life comes at you fast in the NFL. I don't think he would have made it after that though. He just wasn't very good. Yeah, so I'm taking Kansas City. That's Kansas City across the board. We'll yeah. go into Monday night games. Washington football team at the Steelers. Tough one. Yeah, Steelers. <laughs> Steelers. Steelers. Um, I'm picking the Steelers as well, but I think this game is close. I think this is a close game, like 24 I like what 21. Washington's doing. Now, in my opinion, that's the team that honestly should win that division. I agree. Yes. They've got, they've got their third-string quarterback. Like, they and, didn't. Really know what they were doing this year at quarterback, but that's a tough team. Rivera is – I got a hey, lot of respect good, for him. He's a man. great coach. He's yeah. a great coach. I was actually kind of sad the Browns didn't get him. They should have used – wanted him really They should have yeah. put me on their coaching staff. I would have told them to be playing Alex Smith from the get-go. Yeah. <laughs> that was your hot take. Dwayne Haskins there it is, down the road. cost them wins early. I mean, yeah. if Alex Smith is playing against the Browns, do they? I think they have a better chance to beat us in that game. That Absolutely. game was tight. Yeah. In their defense, he could he was like three days out of a wheelchair at the beginning of the season. What's that tell you that I would have started him day one? Yeah. <laughs> Be like, oh, Alex is walking again? All right, he's Throw a him starter. Out there. Get him out there. Put some pads on him. Yeah, so, uh, okay, Buffalo at San Fran, the nightcap on Monday night. Mm-hmm. San Fran with a big win this past week. If they win this week, yeah. if they win this week, they're like a game out of the playoffs. And th- there's not a team more decimated with injuries in the seat than them. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, give me the Bills. I will take the 49ers in this one. I keep doing it. I keep taking them. I when know. I take them, they absolutely do not show up. Like They're your Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> so what you got? I don't know. I'll, I'll take the 49ers. What the hell? <laughs> All right. Well, since Justin, I'm completely not sure he, at all. My since pick. he picked you, just said they screw you every time. I'll pick them. Yeah. So since he picked them, I'll take Buffalo. There you go. Uh, I mean, I'll go it's opposite. not like Buffalo's a bad. They're eight and three. It's not that like that to me. That should be like a no brainer pick. Oh, no, but their their Buffalo. defense is not the defense that it was last year. Agreed. And Josh Allen, like it was, it was a hot start, but. Yeah, yeah, he's coming back. Going down, coming and John down. Brown's out now. Yeah, uh, they Cole don't really have that second wide receiving option. You know, I mean, Cole Beasley's their yeah, slot guy. Yeah, they figured him out. Yeah. They figured out Cole Beasley. They, I, NFL's they on to him. Stephon Diggs is, I mean, like third in the league in receiving he's or something good. like that. Yeah, he's well, playing well. He's yeah, elite. but yeah, if you but if you take can cover away. him, yeah, yeah, I I so. agree. Uh, I'm gonna take Buffalo though, so we split there. Okay, we'll go Tuesday game Dallas at Baltimore. Lamar's supposed to be back. Yeah, and I'm never picking the Cowboys again, ever, either. hard, man. Man. So, Ravens. 
All right, and I have a feeling Justin might take Dallas. <laughs> well, just with Lamar Jackson being back in, I'm starting to think that I'm going to lean towards Baltimore with this one. <laughs> All righty. This pick. Uh, so, Go out on a limb, right? Yeah. yeah, so we'll loop back around. All right, we got Cleveland versus Tennessee. Give me your pick um, and give me your score and a couple last words maybe of how you think this game goes. All right, guys, I'm starting it off. Do you want right. to end it? Because you're going to end it on a happy note. Go ahead. You guys start it. You can, I, can I do the sour note? Absolutely. I'm so Are you sorry. Picking against them? I'm so sorry, oh, everybody. But gosh, it's this is one I've been dreading, part. and yeah. just watching watching us absolutely not stop a running back in recent memory. I got to go with Tennessee. I think Derrick Henry. You know, I, we said all three of these guys could end up with 100. I don't, I don't know if he doesn't stay under 200 in this game. I mean. Mm. He's, I have him in fantasy, so I'm very excited. He, he's, he's running like, I mean, you don't see running backs run the way he runs. I mean, right. he's just unstoppable. So, What do you got as a score? How What do you think? How is this game going? Oh, score? man. I mean, they just demolished the Colts. I mean, it, this could be like a 31 to 13 type thing where we mm. just, that's you know, we, we get, we, if we get behind, <laughs> the thing is, that's the thing that can stop Chubb uh, is if we get behind yes. early. We have to throw. We got to try to play catch up. And once we start playing catch up, we start making mistakes. I mean, I I, I don't hope want it wrong. to go yep, that way. Hope you're wrong. But yeah. All right, Blake. What do you got over there? Uh, I I want to pick the Browns. I uh, really I know, do, man. I know because I'm in contention for this. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the Titans. Um, I can't wait to be the only one, and, dude. I'd love, I'll I, give you this again, one. I hope I'm gladly. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, but. I just have a bad feeling. Maybe it's just because I've seen it a couple times this year, or you know, I've seen it my whole entire life. I just have a bad feeling that this is going to be an, a, we're going to lose bad, mostly because of how beat up our defense is. We can't stop a nosebleed right now. How and bad? How bad are you thinking? Josh has got it. How bad's that nosebleeding? Yeah, he, Josh I'm has got it. Eighteen. Both sides. <laughs> yeah, both 30, sides. Thirty-six ten. Thirty-six ten. God. Twenty-six. I mean, all right. All right. Well, go ahead. Well, Zach. um, I'm taking Cleveland. I'm my taking dog. Cleveland. Oh, my brother. Game. Okay. Um, hey. I, I'm. I, I know that they just played super well uh, coming into this game, but I still am not a huge believer in the Titans. I mean, I am. I'm gonna roll with Cleveland. Now, I think it's close. I don't think that we blow them out or anything like that. Uh, but I, I'm, I think Cleveland's going to surprise some people, and you know, I think that they're still looking for that respect of being an eight and three team and not getting it around the league. Um, I'm taking Browns in a close one, twenty four twenty three. You know, what, I hope you're right. You know what I like that we're we're not saying this year is that they have an, a competitive advantage in the coaching department. Yeah, we have yeah. not said that no. at all this year. Right. Nope. You know what I mean? Like that's a that for me, no matter how this season ends or what happens from here on out, we've got a coach. Oh, the foundation's yes. there. The found, I, front office and coaching, I believe. Yes. We've solidified yes. that. So at least we don't have to worry about that. That's one thing that can't defeat us before the season even starts. All right, Justin. So All right, guys. You're not by yourself. <laughs> Absolutely not. I have the city of Cleveland behind me also. <laughs> so, um, after a lot of thought, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns, and I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns 35-28 in a nail-biter. Derrick Henry gets absolutely destroyed by Andrew Sadejo at the goal line, and they take the win. Uh, no, I'm serious. I don't think that's actually going to happen, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if it came down to a last-second stop, and uh, 
let's hope that it's the Browns making the stop and not the other way around. I could see this in kind of then my score. I could see this being a Brown score late and go for two to try to get a win. That's very, very Dude, If something crazy happens, like Derrick Henry getting like a pitch or going around the edge and then Sandejo kind of like Lights grabs a shoestring and, and, he, and he like, and he trips. Yeah. I, I will just. Or he just blows him up and then there's just blood leaking out of his forehead again like last week. That would be also awesome. Player of the game, oh, Andrew Sandejo. It's your time, brother. Let's do this. Well, hey, I hope Zach and Justin are right. I'll gladly give up a, 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 a pick here for you guys to be right. Yep. Thank um, you, man. Well, hey, let's uh, wrap this thing up. Uh, we're inching kind of close to our 20-minute mark. We don't want to put anybody to sleep. Just kidding. We're too entertaining to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say that thanks for checking out another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Uh, we got a lot of good ad- interaction on Facebook page this week, so we know you guys are just as excited about the 8-3 and three record as we are. Uh, what a time to be alive. Uh, remember to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and the AGA app. Uh, on your smart TVs and please subscribe on YouTube. Uh, I do want to mention that it's getting cold outside. So if you're looking for some nice comfortable hoodies and you want some dogs merch, check out the store online. Um, we got some very comfortable hoodies. Everybody I know who's bought one says they're awesome. I think my sister has two or three. So check out the store, get some dogs merch. Uh, make sure you check it. Uh, tune in next week when we break down this game against the Titans. Uh, and we'll preview our big matchup with the Ravens. Stay warm and have a good week, everybody.